Hi, I'm Pastor Dallas Billington, Senior Pastor here at City Church, and we want to welcome you today to our services. We hope that no matter what you're facing in life, that through the message today, through God's Word, He will truly encourage your heart. Hey, I heard some, I, you know how much studying I do, I heard a great report uh, this week from the New England Journal of Medicine, okay? New England Journal of Medicine said this. They, they studied groups from 20 to 30 ages now, 30 to 40, 40 to 50, 50 to 60, 60 to 70, and 70 to 80. Those, that's how they studied them. And they said the most productive working group are those that are in their 60s. Huh? Is that right? I'm right. I, I just made my day yesterday. Last night. Jeez, I really did. I just had another few hours of studying just popped right in with me when I read that. So, wow. You know, you kind of wonder where we're going at or what's happening in society. This is a standalone message, not a series today. But we're looking God's word on protecting your or our children in the world we're living in today while we have time. We're running out of time. And I really believe that we as believers <clears throat> need to be in the front of the spiritual army to do just that. So, I want you to look at in Isaiah chapter 5 and verse 20 through 21. And uh, let's pray. Father, we are so grateful as Ben led our church family in prayer for those that are, are facing uh, great physical battles. But Lord, we come to you. You are the great physician. And Lord, we look to you. We ask you for healing with all these families before you today. And Lord, we also ask as they go through treatment and all the things that you would have, uh, in, not only spiritually, but mentally and physically and uh, emotionally. Lord, help them with how it affects family relationships and finances and all those things, Lord. We ask that you would just so so meet their needs. You tell us you will supply all our needs according to your riches. So, Lord, we thank you today. Do what only you can do. Thank you for how you've already blessed today and the music and what Ben has led us in prayer for these people we love so much. In Jesus' name, amen. If we could actually say where we're at in our society today in one one or two scriptures would actually relate with us. It's Isaiah chapter 5, verses 20 through 21. Woe to those who call evil good and good evil, who put darkness for light and light for darkness, who put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter woe to those who are wise in their own eyes and prudent in their own sight. You know, as you look throughout the Bible, woe is actually used as a curse. There's actually a curse 
being thrown out there as we look to God's word for those that so twist what his word tells us is true and real. And what we've taken, which is true and real, and have tried to turn into a lie, and what we've taken in society today that's going to hurt people, and actually said it's fine. Uh, if you can remember, it was, I don't know, a month ago or so, there was a lady in England, and, uh, and she was arrested. F uh, she wasn't doing anything except she was actually uh, praying on the sidewalk outside an abortion clinic, and uh, again, praying outside an abortion clinic, not bothering anybody. And I think she was finally eventually let go, but she was arrested outside an abortion clinic for just praying. It's just unbelievable what we're living in and what we're seeing. We're, where, to people that ask me, the question that's asked to me is, is Dallas, where is, where does this stop? Where, where does this go? And matter of fact, what does God's word actually say about that when it comes to you and I protecting these, if you can say whether it's a new believer or whether it's a child? The Lord speaks in, in both ways, and, and I'm going to share this with you in this verse. Look at Matthew chapter 18 and verses 6 and 9 when it comes to our children or those that are new believers. Either it, it, theologians say you can take it either way, but I like looking at it actually in the physical way of this is what it gives for our kids. You and I, how do we, the question today is how in this world that we live in today that we're surrounded by all these other things, how are we going to protect our kids? How are we going to do that? You know, we have so many amazing police officers, so many amazing people that are in law enforcement. And I know that they're just as frustrated as we are and what they're doing. And be aware of that. I really believe that many of them are in a situation where their hands are tied. And we need to be praying for them that they're in these situations. If we take the stand, it pulls the heat off of them. What does God tell us in Matthew chapter 18, verses 6 through 9? But whosoever causes one of these little ones who believes in me, you know, nothing like the Bible says what? There's nothing greater than a childlike faith. Nothing greater. Whoever causes one of these little ones to, who believe in me to sin... It would be better for him to have a millstone which were hung around his neck and thrown down into, notice not just into the sea, but to the depths of the sea. God, Jesus is making a point here. There we see that word again. Woe to the world because of the offenses. For the offenses must come, but woe to that man whom the offenses if your hand or foot causes you to sin, cut it off. Cast it from your, it's better for you to, to enter into life lame or maimed rather than having two hands or two feet to be cast in everlasting fire. 
And if your eyes cause you to sin, pluck it out, cast it from you. It is better for you to enter into life with one eye rather than having two eyes to be cast into hell fire. Yeah, it's interesting. I was telling Pastor, I get a, I get a pushback, a little bit of a pushback. I feel it, whether it's someone will come up to be about a message they said or run into them at a funeral or they heard or broadcast. So anyways, all these different things. And there's almost like a, there's almost like a pushback to even when I read that, like, oh, don't, don't go there. You know, that's a little too, you know, you know, 50s and 60s hellfire and brimstone preaching. Don't, don't go there. It's, you know, you're going to turn somebody off. And that's, I'm telling you, this is where we're at today. And, and, and if only you could talk to some of the people that have actually approached me after some of the services that were very upset by me just preaching the Bible. If we don't protect the innocent today, the world is not going to. So it's you and I, whether it's the little ones that you have at home, your little babies, and, and now that they're growing and you're praying over them and you're wondering what in the world are we living in. I said two years ago, you can go back and look at the broadcast. I don't know everything, but hopefully the Lord kind of puts in my spirit some things. And I said two years ago, drag queens were in California libraries at children's time reading stories to them. And I said, if we don't take a stand for our little ones, now and now look where we're at. I'm no prophet, but I'm just saying, according to God's word, God is saying, look at our society today. Look what is happening. How do you and I protect these little ones? They might be your nieces or nephews, or they might be your own children that you have at home, and you look at them when you put them in bed at night, and you say, Lord, what in the world, what are we, what are we living in that I'm going to have to raise, as a mom and dad, we're going to have to raise these kids. And the questions that they're asking mom and dad today that you wouldn't even ask a kid in high school, let alone in grade school, that's put in their head. God is telling us, Jesus' own words is saying, he's giving us a word picture it's better for those to be thrown in the depths of the sea than to offend a little child. This is what we're at. And I know it's not popular. I know people don't want me to sometimes to, to preach in this way, but God says if there's a heaven, there's a hell. And we have to be willing to share that God doesn't send anybody to hell. We send ourselves there. God just even tells us through Jesus who's speaking, and he says, you know what? You still have an opportunity. It's better for you to limp into heaven than to walk into hell. Well, we've got to understand today that if we're going to protect our children, it's, it's, not, it's not this person over here over here. It's this person, me. It's you. It's, it's a parent. It's a grandparent. 
We have to be willing, and it starts with us. There's hope. We have hope when it comes to protecting our kids. Well, what do we have there? Well, let's look at a, another verse that I want us to look at in Proverbs chapter 3. If there's one verse that you could sit down with your child as a little one or with your nieces or nephews or grandpa and grandma and you drill this into them and yes I said you get it into where it's it's stuck in their heart it's Proverbs chapter 3 because what I say remember we talked about a couple weeks ago what are young people dealing with more than anything else today they're anxious they're anxious about life they're anxious about what they see and they don't live up to what they see that their so-and-so friend that looks so nice on, on Facebook and Instagram because they've been so dressed up for that perfect picture. And then you see them normally and you don't even recognize them in public. It's not the real world. There's a verse that if you sit and you pray over them with this verse, it's Proverbs chapter 3. And verse 24 through 26. Imagine yourself, which I want you to start doing, if you will, as a grandparent or as a, a family member or as a parent. Imagine picturing yourself at night, your kids are in bed, and you say, hey, I want to read this to you. It says, when you lie down and you will not be afraid. Yes, you will lie down and your sleep will be sweet. Do not be afraid of sudden terror, nor the trouble from the wicked. Notice it says when it comes, because you know what? It's going to come. It's going to happen. Notice it says if. When it comes. For the Lord, here it is that you give to him, that you so instill. You have no idea as a family member, as a parent, the power that you have when your child is little. They look at you like you can do no wrong. They look at you in such a way, and you, you tell them these verses, and you, you sit there, and you, you read this verse all the time to them, to where when they're out on their own or in their high school or they're on their own, they remember when, when mom and dad would read this to me, for the Lord will be your confidence. You're going to fail as a parent. You're not perfect. And what you instill in your child is this, that you might feel so inadequate. And we've talked about, in other words, you as a child, I want you to know that Jesus loves you so much. He's got an amazing plan for your life. You are unique. You are only one of one. God has made you so special. And I want you to know that your confidence is from the Lord. And see, it's backed up with the times that you instill of them and they see you praying. There's, you know there's nothing more powerful as a husband hears a wife pray or a wife hears a husband pray over their relationships. There's nothing more powerful the same way 
as a child here, their mom and dad call their name out in prayer and saying, Lord, you've given us this child. Direct them this way with whatever they're facing. And Lord, let them know that you are their confidence and you will protect them and you will come through. And what happens is you begin to build a strength in their life and you instill in those verses again and again and again. And God gives us a promise for your kids and your grandkids is this. Their sleep will be sweet. In other words, they're not going to let it roll around their head. The same, it happens even to you as an adult. Have a hard time sleeping. Why? Because of all the things that you're thinking about that could go wrong. And Jesus is saying, hey, I'm your confidence. See, he's given us his word. What did Jesus do? Did he call on thousands and thousands of angels when he looked face to face with the devil? The devil said, I'll give you anything you want. Anything. Just bow down and worship me. And Jesus said, it is written. There's nothing more powerful in your life than spoken truth that comes from his word. So when you and I are willing to believe by faith, your kids see that. See, you're modeling right now with whatever it is that you deal with, you're modeling right now, whether it's a husband or wife or a child, how's that going to work? You know, I hesitate when I say this, but it's so true. I get so frustrated. Every spring, every summer, and every fall, even happens in the winter, you just don't see it because it's in the gymnasium. Hundreds and hundreds of the high schools that I drive by that on Sunday morning, the parking lot is packed for a basketball game, for a little league game. Hey, you know, you, you, know, you know me well enough, you've come here long, you know I love sports and all thing and all that. And yeah, if you're gonna have a tournament, I understand that, we've said that before, and the kids have a tournament, I get that. But when it's flipped to where church Attendance becomes the tournament and not the regular time that you attend. You are actually saying to them that this is more important than one hour on Sunday morning spending together as a family to worshiping the Lord who gave us everything that we have. I know this might make some people uncomfortable. That's okay. I'm just here, you know. I read it again last night because I feel so um, 
uh, I can't think of the word I want to use, a responsible, because it tells me, me, this is talking to me, that when I stand before you in the book of James, I'm going to be held responsible before the Lord someday what I said about him. And I want to be able to represent to know that I at least warned you that your kid out with a bunch of other kids, your great athlete is not going to stop from everybody that is drinking on Friday night as a bunch of high school kids. The sports is not going to stop them. But I tell you what will. It's the word, the confidence that you've instilled in them. Say, ah, you know what? I don't, I, I, I don't need that. Because you know what? I'm already full of joy and peace. Ah, yeah, you, yeah, yeah, come on, you know, just one drink. And you're going to be able to say, no, I don't need that. No matter how many times it's offered. Because you know who you are in Jesus. Where does that come from? That comes from your parents, your grandparents. That comes from, as Ben had all these people up here that we're all praying for, a church family praying for you and this spiritual battle that we face. Satan doesn't want to do anything else except to destroy your family. That's his goal. And we just let it. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to let you know that this is what God's word says. And like I said, there's nothing wrong with a tournament game or this or that. But when it comes to place in society, when did this happen? When, when did this happen in a world where all of a sudden, you know, Sunday morning is just like another day. Another, another free, oh, I got a free day to do whatever. I say this every week. God has honored you for just walking through those doors. Because you choose and you chose to worship him and start your week out with him. Let's close with this last verse. Joshua chapter, or I want to just quote the other verse and then we'll quote. You know, there's a great verse in Psalm. We're not going to turn to it, but it says, I've hidden God's word in my heart. So I won't sin against him. I've hidden God's word in my heart. What? Wait a minute. High school, out of high school, whatever it might be. What, what if I go, go to that well and, and there, there's nothing there because I, I don't know any Bible verses. I've hidden God's word in my heart. So I won't sin against him. God will protect you in every way if we're willing to put him first. Let's look at this last passage. Now, I want you to remember this. And we'll close in just a minute. <clears throat> Joshua and Caleb <clears throat> were the spies, right? And they go into the... They go into the promised land and out of all the spies, they're given this great report and... and um, and we hear that, that if you grew up in Sunday school, maybe you heard the same thing I did, that, man, it, man it's, yeah, it's right. It's beautiful. This promised land, it is amazing. But, you know, we're, we're like 
grasshoppers compared to compared to what they're so big. I mean, you know, it'd be like me if you can use this example, and I know I'm short, but that's all right. If you can use this as an example, okay? It's like me standing here as a giant. This is you, okay? This is you for once I'm tall, all right? This is you. You're, you're right here, okay? That's like a grasshopper. You're down here. It's not like, you know, Goliath was, one of, Goliath was like the run of the family, if you want to say that. He's one of the giants. He's not a big giant. He's not, he's not one that's huge in there. You, we look like grasshoppers compared to how big all of those that were in the promised land. Yes, it's beautiful. It is amazing. But, man, I don't know if we can do this. And God's saying, you know what? There's two, get this, don't miss this. There's two that believed. And because of that, you're going to have to walk around and wander around for a whole generation. Is not going to go into the promised land. You're going to miss it. You're going to miss the blessing because you didn't trust me. What protects us is a family. What protects our kids and the next generation is willing to trust and believe what he's saying. I don't know what you're going to face this week. Just people that had cancer, I, you know, maybe this time last year, fine. Healthy. We have no idea what we're going to face. But, don't miss this. I told Pastor Business, I said, I honestly believe that if Joshua would have went in by himself or Caleb would have went in by himself, maybe they would have been just like all the other spies. Nah, I don't think we can do it. I said, who's this for guy? I really believe on the way back from the promised land. What did they do? They had each other to feed off of. That's what's so important about believers in your life, about those that can pray with you for you, about as a husband, as a wife, as a mom or a dad, that you have this in common. That you know who your God is and yet you remind each other on a daily basis. Wait a minute. Listen to the way you're talking. You're not talking like a believer. Listen, I, we need to remind each other. And it only happens is that we have that fellowship. It might even be this far. It might even be someone here that's not even related to you that comes up and says something to you and prays with you that you didn't even think of. But they're a brother and sister in Christ, and they're a part of this protection. You know, some of the greatest encouragement I've had as the little kids come up to me and just give me a, hey, Pastor John, how you doing today? I mean, it's just amazing. You have no idea what that does for me. What that does for you. See, we're here to receive God's promises. And the only thing that stops us is our willingness to not believe. I'm not talking about next year. If you're facing the treatments and all things, I'm just talking about today, whatever the doctors told you, whatever that, just deal with what is happening today. Fight the battle today.
Let's close with Joshua chapter 1, verses 1 through 9. After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spoke to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' assistant, saying, Moses, my servant is dead. Now, therefore, arise, go over the Jordan, you and all this people, to the land which I'm giving to them, to the children of Israel. Every place that the sole of your foot will tread upon, I have given you. In other words, the Lord's already done it. And I said to Moses, from the wilderness and this Lebanon, as far as the great river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites and the great sea towards the going down of the sun shall be your territory. No man shall be able to get this. No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not leave you. I will not forsake you. Let me stop there for a minute. You know how many times I've walked in a hospital room and there's a bad report that's come back. The people are there upset, they're crying. I said, hold on, hold on, hold on, man. I understand that. I understand what was just said. I understand what you've been through. But who are you? You're a child of God. You have a heavenly father that even though that you're sleeping at night and so exhausted from whatever you're going through, the Bible says he never sleeps, he never slumbers. He's there watching over you. He has at least two angels there above your bed, whether it's in the hospital or whether it's home or wherever it might be, they're there to protect you. I'm here to tell you today that we all, me too, and we all underestimate what Jesus is, who he is, and what he can do in our life. Amen. Let's close with this last verses. Be strong, be of good courage, for to this people you shall divide as an inheritance the land which I swore to their fathers to give to them. Only be strong and very courageous that you may observe to do according to all of the law which Moses, my servant, commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right hand or to the left hand that you may prosper wherever you go. This book... God's word that we have all of it. Now shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night that you may observe to do all according to that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous and then you will have good success. Have I not commanded you? to be strong and be of good courage. Do not be afraid nor dismayed for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Let's pray. Nose our heads are bowed and you're here today, and we have so many people now. It's amazing to me how many people watch online and 
all of our apps and I just hear from emails and so does our staff, so many people. So we always, if you're here visiting, we speak to those that are watching, that are listening and all the different social media. And we want you to know that you're no exception. We want you to know that the Bible says God's word for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. If you're here and you tuned in today just by chance and the Lord caught you and you kept sitting there and sitting there and and he's knocking on the door of your heart. Say, Dallas, I, I don't understand everything, but I want that sweet sleep. I want the peace that you talked about. I don't have that. I don't have the assurance of going to heaven. I'm on my way to hell, and I know it. God tells us in his word for with our heart we believe and with our mouth we confess that Jesus is who he said he is and was and will always be our Lord and Savior so you can pray with me don't try and figure it all out all you got to do is believe that Jesus died on that cross for your sins and for mine and shed his perfect blood for you. Pray this prayer with me. Jesus, I don't understand everything, but I ask you right now by faith, Lord, I believe that you died on the cross for me and you shed your perfect blood for all of my sins. Jesus, right now, I ask you to come into my heart. Jesus, forgive me for all my sins. Cleanse me from all unrighteousness. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. And from this day forward, help me live by your resurrection power. Jesus, we thank you. We always are humbled when we hear those that have been saved on all these different apps or social media. Lord, we, we praise you. We give you all the glory as the angels rejoice over one sinner that's saved. Lord, if there's someone here today, as Pastor Ben leads us in this invitation song, we stand and we worship you. If there's someone here that doesn't know you as their Savior, may they come forward. And I can show them in your word the same as I prayed a minute ago, and they can accept you as their Savior. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. I hope Jesus, through the power of the Holy Spirit, has spoke to you today through his word. You know, no matter what you go through, no matter what you face in life, I want you to know that through the one, Jesus Christ, through his death on the cross of Calvary, he shed his perfect blood for you and for me. And if you pray right now and ask Jesus into your heart, 
the message that you heard today, why God is speaking to you, I want you to know that you can have hope. And all you have to do is pray with me right now. Don't try and figure it out. The Lord says, by faith, we accept Jesus as our Savior, and you'll have hope for eternity. You say, Dallas, will you help me? What do I have to do? Well, let me share with you a verse. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. If you're willing to believe that God sent his Son to die on a cross for you, just pray this prayer with me right now. And you can have heaven as your home. Jesus will forgive you for anything you've done in this life. And you can have hope from this day forward. Pray this prayer. Dear Jesus, forgive me a sinner. I believe that you're God's son. And you came and lived a perfect life. And you died on the cross. And you shed your perfect blood for all of my sin. And right now, Jesus, I ask you to come into my heart to forgive me for all of my sins and to cleanse me from all unrighteousness. And from this day forward, help me to live by your resurrection power. In Jesus' name. If you've prayed that prayer, we want to hear from you. Contact us through our website, City Church AC, or you can get at our church app through any of the um, streaming services, and we want you to know that we'll contact you. And from this day forward, no matter what you face, you'll always have hope, knowing that Jesus is your Savior, and he'll come through in your life. Thank you for being with us today.